Damian Pierce shines for the Texans once again in the preseason. How should you value him in your dynasty leagues? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, everybody. I am Kate Majuk, Associate Manager of Editorial Operations for DraftKings Nation. And of course, as always, I am joined by my buddy, my my co-host uh, and, and Cowboys homer, Marcus Mosier. You could follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier, bringing you all that content to the goodness over at USA Today. Uh, guys, we are headed into week three of the preseason. So many takeaways, so many, uh, you know, storylines that we're sort of starting to settle in and, and getting our grasp on the 2022 season. But we've got to build a, a dynasty roster, not just in the offseason, but we have to prepare you for winning in season. Mm-hmm. So be sure hit that subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and check us out on YouTube where we are streaming every single show uh, and and you can get all of that uh, you know and in, in, in your inbox to get that league up uh, or to get that leg up on your league mates mm-hmm. and dominate the season. Marcus, we are headed into week three of the preseason. I'm so excited uh, but we're gonna talk about one takeaway from Thursday Night football that has been a recurring theme over our last uh, the last three weeks of our shows. Let's yeah, talk about Dam- Damian Pierce. Yeah, Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce, Damian Pierce. We got to make sure we get our quote of Damian Pierce on the podcast, right? So, uh, I'm actually going to give you the floor on this one, Kate, because going into yesterday, I had Damian Pierce in exactly zero dynasty leagues. Um, he had another incredible game against the 49ers. He started with the first team, six carries for 37 yards and a touchdown. And people are excited. Why should they be excited? I mean, they should be excited for all of the other reasons I've already mentioned, Marcus. Like, this guy uh, has absolutely dominated, not just in the preseason, okay? Dating back to 2021, led the FBS in PFF rushing grade. That's been everybody's stat this offseason or through this preseason so far is that Damian Pierce leading the way in PFF rushing grade all, all preseason. Like, forget that. He was leading PFF rushing grade among uh, running backs last year uh, in 2021 with Florida. Like he's already been doing this. He's already been elusive. He's already shown contact balance. He's shown all of these traits that we're all very excited about. The issue has been purely volume from a volume standpoint. uh, Like last year just had a hundred carries in his final season at Florida. Mm Mm-hmm. If he had more carries, Marcus, we would have seen him go much higher in the NFL draft. I like from a statistical analysis standpoint, from a um, like a, a performance standpoint standpoint, there's no reason that he fell as far as he did in the NFL draft other than lack of, uh, you know, volume. But I mean, gosh, we that didn't stop the 49ers from drafting Trey Lance last year based on a lack of. Um, you know, a, a lack of volume, a lack of, uh, you know, yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it's counting it's, stats basically. It, right. Yeah. Like it's not necessarily uh, all about that. Like we, we've got to look at what he's done in every single opportunity that he's had to touch the ball. And every time he's touched the ball, 
uh, good things have happened, Marcus. Now, I think we've already talked a lot about Damian Pierce throughout this entire preseason. So I think the most beneficial thing to do is with his, his, you know, presumably skyrocketing draft stock, what, how can we value him in our dynasty leagues? Where does he fit right now in our overall rankings? And how do we view him for 2022? What is his trade value? Mm-hmm. Let's get into all of these uh, nuances of how we, we, you know, for those of, you know, you, you, uh, who didn't have any shares of Damian Pierce heading into the preseason, uh, what is it going to cost to get you uh, a couple of those shares? Yeah. So first and foremost, his ADP back in April overall was 153, May 121, June 114, July 111, August 101. I've got a feeling it's going to go up even higher here in September. Yep. Um, All right. Let's talk about where he ranks among running backs. So he was being drafted as RB4 entering August behind Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, James Cook. Can you even make a case that James Cook should be higher after what we've seen in the preseason? No. Okay. I I kind of agree with you. I like James Cook a lot. I like James Cook a lot, and he's performed extremely well in the snaps that he has seen with the Bills this year. But I also think uh, another takeaway from the Buffalo Bills is that uh, all of the running backs are looking really good. good. Devin Singletary looks fantastic. Uh, Again, Zach Moss, been a... Um, like everybody pretty much has been beating the drum for everybody's been beating the drum for Zach Moss this off season, which it's about, it's about darn time that everybody gets on board here. Um, but like, that's been the recurring theme here. And I just think that it's going to be a mess. Damian Pierce, I think, uh, you know, a very different running back and just, I think like, uh, is more of a tough runner. I look at James Cook as more of like a smooth um, kind of runner with finesse. Mm-hmm. Like Damian Pierce, he'll just run you over, and he's not afraid to do that. He's not afraid to to take that contact, initiate that contact. He's like the my running back dream. He is yeah. what I loved about Zach Moss. Uh, just not afraid to take some of that content or contact. Uh, but again, the takeaway from the Buffalo Bills is that. They all look great, and this is going to be a mess. Damian Pierce, however, that backfield isn't a mess because we know who the guy is, and it yep. doesn't really matter all that much who's behind him. Like Rex Burkhead, sure, he'll probably profile as that, you know, third down back. Marlon Mack, I think he'll he'll mix in now and then. But I mean, week two preseason, Damian Pierce sitting out says it all. Uh, it's definitely, you know, I think you could make the case. Um, for Damian Pierce RB two and Marcus, we've got a little bit of data to back that up. Mm-hmm. At this point. So Ryan McDowell, uh, our co-host here, I've he heard had of him. a yeah, uh, he had a, a poll yesterday during the Texans 49er game. Who would you rather have going forward in Dynasty Leagues, Kenneth Walker or Damian Pierce? In the results, after about two thousand people answered, we're basically right down the middle. And I kind of get it. Like, I like Walker's profile so much more. He's just more athletic. He comes from a big school. Uh, he had a ton of production. But he's got some flaws in his game. And he's already banged up. And he's on a, another team that doesn't have a great offense. 
I would still lean Walker, but the fact that we're having a conversation about it at all shows you how much Damian Pierce has just risen over the last three or four months. Yeah, and it's not just been when he's had the stage in preseason. Like we've been we've been hearing good things about him all throughout training camp. Like he's been shining. Uh it's it's nice that like the the national media is finally catching up on that, but um what would you be willing to trade at this point for Damian Pierce because I would be willing to uh send a first round pick. Mm pretty easily in 20 uh, 2023 first and sure take it yeah I, i'm i'm not quite there yet i know you're a little bit higher for me i've seen a million 2023 second round picks for him i mean i would do that but start yeah start start there don't offer up your first for nothing yeah. but um if it comes down to it and and you know like you're a contending team especially like that's a that's a trade you make i think as a contender where you know that first round picks probably going to be yes. on the later side. Let, let's play this game really quickly just to see how far up the rankings Damian Pierce is for you. You just tell me who you'd rather have uh, right now. Damian Harris. Damian Pierce. Yeah. James Cook. We already said that one. Ramondre Stevenson. Pierce. Tony Pollard. Pierce. James Conner. Pierce. Miles Sanders. Pierce. Josh Jacobs. Pierce. <laughs> Elijah Mitchell. Oh, that might be the cutoff, Marcus. Um, Antonio Gibson. Pierce. David Montgomery. Ah! So that's like, that's the range. What is that? Like right around RB20? Yeah, RB18 to RB20. So congratulations, Kate. You have Damian Pierce ranked as RB or inside the top 20 RBs. That's pretty, it's pretty quite a uh, pretty big rise for Pierce. Again, I've been I've been uh, conducting this hype train uh, for s since like May, so yeah, I'm you, just you deserve I'm, this. I'm happy. I'm I'm the hostess on the train. Um, you know, handing out uh, snacks as you like board the board the train, yeah. taking your tickets. I'm yeah. You deserve. I'll this. Welcome you aboard. You deserve. This. All right, we're gonna talk about some other news besides just Damian Pierce. Believe it or not, this is not uh -huh. just locked on. Damian Pierce, but it's also locked on <laughs> Dynasty football. Uh, but before we do that, I wanted to tell you about Dave. Dave is the banking app that can help you get money when you need it. If you're living paycheck to paycheck or you're struggling to make ends meet, it can be really stressful when unexpected expenses come up. Now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it. Dave is the banking app that can get up to you up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That is more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There is no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and you need some help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That is D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve, member FDIC. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. I know this is not Locked on Cowboys. You can listen to that show at a different time. But, uh, no, Tyron this Smith, is Locked on Damian Pierce. Yes. Uh, Dallas Cowboys left tackle, Tyron Smith. All pro left tackle, uh, injured in practice on Wednesday. 
I think he's going to be out for the season. You can bank on him not coming back at all during the fantasy playoffs at least. Who does this hurt the most in the Cowboys offense? I think it's got to hurt uh, Zeke, right? Yeah, and I think so. Like, I, I think just coming down to it, I, you know, you have an excellent quarterback um, who, like, has already been mani- managing a team here uh, and working with a team that is already sustaining some injuries. You don't have Michael Gallup back in the mix just yet. Avoided the pup list, which is fantastic. So, uh, you know, they might have ruled him out for week one, but they're projecting him back, you know, before week four, which is great. Um, but you still have to expect that he's not going to be 100% right out of the gate. Uh, you have uh, Michael Gallup, who I think, you know, was a huge loss uh, right there out of the mm-hmm. gate. Uh, you you have CeeDee Lamb. You have the loss of Amari Cooper. So, like, you already have a quarterback that's dealing with all of that. It, luckily, he's a little bit mobile. So, you know, if if some of these plays break down and he's not able to find the, uh, you know, a player in the open field, he can take off. But when you have Jerry Jones out here saying that, like, the offense rides on Zeke. And, you know, they've paid him the money they've, you know, it's not Uh, like they're just talking out of their booties. Like they kind of are, but yes, they kind of are. But Marcus, like their, their bank account has also been talking out of its booty and paying Zeke Elliott the way that they did. They're still very much financially invested in him. There's no way out at this point. So you kind of have to ride Zeke, but yeah. Marcus, like this yeah. is going to be, I think the biggest concern uh, is, is just, you know, when you have Ezekiel Elliott, you've seen this decrease in overall efficiency from him um, last year, which, you know, I do attribute partially to injury. It doesn't help, right? No, like, it doesn't help. It, it doesn't help. It remains to be seen how much it will hurt. But it doesn't help, especially when we are looking at all of the other losses in mm-hmm. the receiving game. Yes, I agree. And the, one of the reasons why it doesn't help is because I think what's ultimately going to happen is on third downs, on passing downs, rather than letting Ezekiel Elliott be the little dump down, you know, check down receiver, they're going to keep Ezekiel Elliott in the backfield to block because he is a very good blocker. Like, let's let's give him his flowers there. Like, he's a fantastic blocker. And they're probably going to need him to help whoever's the left tackle for the Cowboys. So ultimately, that's going to lead to fewer target opportunities. And I think it's, you know, that's going to be more of his workload this year is helping keep Dak Prescott upright, kind of grind out the short yardage stuff. But yeah, there's just no way that he's getting the targets. He's not going to be as efficient. And I think that it actually might help Tony Pollard because they're going to need to find ways to get rid of the ball quickly and get it into the, the playmaker's hands. And I think that's Tony Pollard and not Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I think they're definitely, and like, that's not to say that we haven't seen plenty of evolve or involvement from Ezekiel Elliott as a receiver. But I think when it comes down to trusting which of these running backs, um, do you trust to keep your quarterback safe? It's Zeke. It's, it's not Zeke. a question. Yeah. It's not even a question. And so it really does. It hurts Ezekiel Elliott twofold because, I mean, you know, again, he's been incredibly involved as a receiver, hasn't seen fewer than 60 targets in any of his last four seasons, which is kind of incredible, like very underrated um, in terms of his receiving volume for fantasy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only do you have, uh, you know, that that concern that that injury is going to impact uh, his overall efficiency as a runner, even if he is fully healthy. But, it, you know, when you you kind of take that necessity for him as uh, a blocker and put that into the mix, uh, it's it's not looking great. Again, I wouldn't be surprised if Ezekiel, like I, I'm not bumping Ezekiel Elliott out of my top 15 just yet. Cause I think there's going to be enough there. And I, I do think, you know, volume should still be there uh, enough to bump him in there. But again, yep. in general, you can't be excited. Does, so does this increase uh, the value of Tony Pollard for you? Um, no, but I don't think it doesn't hurt him as much as it hurts Ezekiel Elliott is my okay. takeaway. But the, the one thing I would say about the, just the Cowboys in general, this is a big loss in terms of like actual on the field efficiency. Like, I think this is going to hurt the Cowboys and like their chances to make a run to the playoffs or make a deep run to the playoffs. I'm not sure how much it hurts the overall offense for a couple of reasons. Kate, number one, they're used to playing without Tyron Smith. Like this isn't something new, right? And on top of that, it's not like Tyron Smith has been the all pro left tackle that we're used to see. Like he's certainly declined over the last couple of years, but Kate, these are the last two seasons in which Dak has played and Tyron has missed. I'm just going to tell you the, the number of points the Cowboys have scored. Are you ready? In 2020 against the Falcons, they scored 40 points. Then they had another game where they scored 31 against Seattle 37 against the Giants, going over to 2021, 16 against the Broncos, bad performance, Dak coming back from an injury, 9 against the Chiefs, bad performance, 43 against the Falcons, 21 against the Giants, 56 against Washington, and 51 against uh, the Eagles. So they have some games that are a little up and down, but this has not prevented the offense from really not averaging 30 points per game, which was what they've done over the last couple of seasons. So... Last 16 games without Smith, Dak Prescott uh, has an 11 and five record, 68% completion rate, uh, 305 pass yards per game, uh, just 104 passer rating. Like Dak Prescott, uh, especially not, not necessarily super impacted. I think, you know, this might be an impact that, or a, a, you know, a loss that impacts less on the stat sheet than and more it does. on the team. Yes. We're not yeah. trying to mitigate the loss of Tyron Smith because he's a yes. big loss, but I'm not sure from a fantasy perspective is if it's going to make a massive deal. We'll see though. Uh, all right. We have uh, some other offenses that we are concerned about Kate, but before we do that, I want to tell you about bet online, BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, you can't always take a lot away from the preseason, but there are always a few offenses that make you a little bit nervous based on what you've seen. Who are those offenses for you so far in the preseason? 
Uh, I've got to talk about the Chicago Bears. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I know they've gone 2-0 so far in the preseason, but uh, it's, it's the tale of what's, what we're seeing when we've actually got some starters in the mix there. We know preseason wins are not indicative of no. regular season performance, but I mean, Marcus, it's, it's looking really, really ugly. Uh, yeah. Anytime you see Justin Fields like out there, it's, it's the, the pocket collapsing. They're not doing a good job protecting him. They haven't done any favors in terms of getting him weapons that can, uh, you know, maybe maybe compensate for some of those issues. Like, uh, you know, sometimes when you have a a really good, you know, slot receiver that, you know, you can rely on to uh, get open quickly, you can dump the ball out quickly. They just haven't done a good job of providing enough weapons for for Justin Fields to develop the offensive line looks atrocious. Mm -hmm. um, there's just not anything that I'm excited about from this offense. And I, I don't want to touch any of these pieces with a 10 foot pole, honestly, maybe of course, outside of David Montgomery, who, you know, could touch the ball reasonably 290 times this year, just from a yep. pure volume standpoint. I mean, I think Seattle is the easy answer for me, but that's, I mean, the expectations are they're going to be bad anyways. But for me, it's the Colts. Matt Ryan only played one game in the preseason, and they they were into the second quarter playing against Buffalo's third-team defense, and they were getting destroyed. They have no speed on offense outside of Jonathan Taylor. The receivers I, – listen, I love Michael Pittman. I think he's going to have a huge year. He's not scaring anybody deep. Their offense just looks so slow. The offensive line really did not play well. I, I, I don't want to say I'm out on their offense because I still like Jonathan Taylor. I still like Matt Ryan. I still like Michael Pittman. But I'll be honest, like there's a chance that this offense is just very meh all year long. And I mean, Marcus, looking at their their sort of options, like, yes, you have Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines, and I would argue that that's the – that's the greatest building block on their roster there. I love the acquisition of Matt Ryan, but we also haven't seen, you know, Matt Ryan be the Matt Ryan of old in a couple of seasons now. Uh, yep. You have plenty of reasons why that could be the case uh, outside of him being washed. Uh, like they haven't had the weaponry there, uh, you know, with the Falcons. You didn't have Calvin Ridley mm -hmm. last season. Uh, offensive line concerns, all that. Like, I think that, the pieces are there for the Colts, but in terms of like depth in, in their receivers from the wide receivers and tight ends, not really there. Like Mo Alley Cox, I really like him and the opportunities he's uh, given. I like what he is, uh, you know, capable of when actually running routes, but he's slow. Outside, he's and yeah. He's, he's not like that's my whole thing with this offense outside of Jonathan Taylor. This has got to be the slowest offense in the league. And they don't like, I mean, Alec Pierce functioning as your, your wide receiver three, your wide receiver two is Paris Campbell, who hasn't been able to do much of anything so far in his yeah. career. Like outside of Michael Pittman, who is probably going to see a ton of double coverage this season, just based on the lack of threat, like, you know, Alec Pierce, fantastic. He can be a, 
a deep threat and well think about last year like even ty hilton who missed a lot of time was banged up he at least gave you the illusion of hey somebody who could run by us and make plays down the field i like alec pierce but he's just he's a he's a timed fast guy just not i'm not sure he's going to be somebody that defensive coordinators are going to have to put a safety deep to cover you know yeah i'm not i'm not sure in general what what to make of this team. Cause even in like preseason practices, I feel like we've heard enough good things to be like, okay, like this, this could be an offense that works, but when it's come to what they've done actually on the field, just not, not what you would want to see. Yeah. So we have one more whole week of preseason uh, outside of a couple games. Maybe some of these teams can answer some questions that we have. We'll see, but I think the Colts certainly make you a little bit nervous. The Seahawks make you nervous. Anybody New York else? Giants. Oh, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, again, so it, it's really interesting. The Giants are a team that, uh, in general, if you've been listening to the chatter coming out of training camp, like it's you know usually rough. You know it, it's it's usually roses, right? Like people are trying to pump up the offense. People are trying to, to amp up everything and, and just inject positivity into these reports uh, to the point where like you have to view them with caution, but there is no rosiness out of jet or giants camp whatsoever this year. Uh, Just across the board has been, uh, has been rough. And again, uh, interestingly enough, another team that's gone two and zero in the preseason, but my Lord, am I trusting them to do absolutely anything in the 2022 season? No, nope. they could absolutely be in contention for that number one overall pick in 2023. And it, it's not, it's not looking great. Uh, maybe they use that, that uh, number one overall pick to get a, a CJ Stroud, uh, and and knock Daniel Jones on his caboose. And that's not to say that I don't think this is going to be a, a productive offense for fantasy football because we've already seen, yep. like we've seen Saquon Barkley perform as a top five running back despite being in a poor offense. Uh, so like it's not necessarily that I'm avoiding this team for fantasy, but it's a warning that I don't think you're going to be wanting to tune into nope. these games and you might be a, a bit concerned about uh, your, your consistency for the assets in these offenses on a week to week. I'd also mention Carolina who's only quarterback who has thrown a touchdown so far is Sam Darnold um, on three passes. So yeah, another one, I, I think we might be seeing Baker Mayfield here in week three uh, against the bills. We'll see how that goes, but I'm a little concerned. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. It's Fantasy Draft Week on the Locked On Podcast Network, so make sure you go listen to Locked On Fantasy Football for your second listen. Fantasy expert Vinny Iyer brings over 20 years of NFL expertise at a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy drafts with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on YouTube. You can follow Kate at FF Damian Pierce. I mean, FF Ball Blast. <laughs> uh, I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy your football weekend, and we'll see you right back here on Monday.